Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's look at Matthew chapter 16. Um, I think this is probably the um, major text that you could say that um, uh, we would have got these um, um, beautiful teachings from, uh, the theme from. I'm going to start from uh, 13. Um, okay, beautiful. Matthew 16, 13. It says, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And verse 16, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Praise the Lord. Now, the most important part that I want us to see is this. Jesus had disciples. He had um, people who had been following him or dedicated their lives to following him. Um, we only sometimes when we hear the disciples think of the 12, but Jesus had more than 12. Um, and um, even when we look at the, uh, in case you think that maybe everyone deserted him except the, the 12, by the time you come to Acts and you remember the uh, Pentecost and the, the giving of the Holy Spirit to the church on the day of Pentecost, you see they had more than 12. So these disciples had been following the Lord for uh, 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 quite a while. And if you'd asked them, um, they could share testimonies of um, having such great encounters, you know, uh, of their lives being turned around and deserting the world, as it were, and, and deciding to follow the Lord. Um, but yet, when the Lord said to them, um, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Only one could answer accurately. And the Lord tells us why Peter was able to answer accurately. He said, um, flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What I'm trying to say is this. It is possible for you to be serving the Lord for many, many years. And unless you receive mercy, or unless you receive revelation by mercy, you may not really understand um, whom Jesus really is. Because, um, I mean, in this world, we tend to be 
very um um uh the, the world tries to take us on logical parts you know as a child you 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 like to analyze things logically um you are praised for doing well in your school you know if you're a student if you're a kid from nigeria especially or from i, I hear the same thing happens in india children are, 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 are praised more for academic prowess than anything else as it were um even sometimes above character um so sometimes you would look at jesus and you just want to read what you see about him and from what you the contents of what you read on the on, on the text you just like this jesus he's just healing people he's having fun he's telling of pharisees and telling of sadducees oh this this is jesus I, I love him he says he's come to give me life but unless revelation comes um you 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 could serve the lord for so many years and not really have revelation visit you to take you to the next level in your walk with god now it was only by revelation that we finally understood even what jesus um peter was able to reveal here by the father to you know concerning jesus when he says thou art the christ the son of the living god we didn't know until revelation came that when god sent his son jesus to the earth that jesus emptied everything of him that was god and that um he basically had to grow up into what he became you know he, he didn't it you know some people think it's sacrilege i remember pastor uzo for one of our lovely pastors who are our pastors in, in the uk i'm sure everyone now knows who pastor uzo is that's our pastor of, of dpm church when most of us go to in the uk now pastor uzo will have certain opportunity to be um to minister in churches outside of um you know outside of our network as it were and he would say things like um, Jesus was a boy or a baby and a boy who had to listen to his parents, who had to grow, who had to be taught, and who had to be dependent on his parents. And that he 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 wasn't, he didn't carry the fullness of the glory of God. And people would call him apart and rebuke him and say, don't say that. The only reason why they would do that is because they don't have enough revelation. We think that Jesus came to earth and he had the fullness of God all through his walk it wasn't so it wasn't so i think it was papa Hagin who taught us that um uh, uh jesus did what he did because he was a man anointed of god because the spirit of god was upon him to do those things that he did if we didn't have papa Hagin, for example teach these things some of us would not even have understood that the things that jesus did he did because he was anointed by the spirit of god we would just think it was because he was god but if he was god we would not have had as it were if he if he, he would, we would, his parents would not have had the instruction for example to take their son and run to egypt if he had the fullness of the glory of god in him even as a child he had to depend on his parents for sustenance he had to um uh, uh you know be be fed be looked after he needed a place to sleep he needed a, a place to sleep at night he needed warm blankets he was like any of us he was emptied of the glory of god and then became the growth to become who he became he became christ because a doctrine 
of Christ was unveiled to him. And then when he did, as we've been taught the past, uh, you know, Reverend was talking to us about the works that we need to do. The works are actually that which is revealed to us, is the will. The will is revealed by revelation, by the understanding of the unveiling of doctrine. If we didn't, if Jesus did not follow instruction, if Jesus did not um, 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 see what his father did and do what his father did, he would not have become who he became. So he became Jesus, you know, we, we had baby Jesus, we had boy Jesus, we had the man Jesus, and then we had Christ, and then he came into the son of the living God. Now these things are codes to hide mysteries or realms of growth that Jesus became. It's amazing that we, um, uh, for example, I remember reading Hebrew when, you know, I started becoming part of this company. And I remember reading. Um, uh, my, I remember reading uh, Hebrew, and I just thought, "Why are they comparing Jesus to angels? This is strange." I, I honestly thought, "How is that?" I, I didn't get quite. I didn't quite get the relevance. But then, with more teaching, you began to see that the Hebrew Church was supposed to take the next level from the doctrine of Christ to come into everlasting life. And they began to falter. They began to falter. And then um, Paul just spoke to them at the level they were. He says, I know you really understand what you're dealing with, but you're hesitant. Let me tell you who this man Jesus really is. Let me tell you what he became. And began to compare him to angels. And began to compare him to, and began to talk about the inheritance of salvation that was not even committed to angels but unto man and christ being the first fruit of that the first begotten of the dead as a um the significance of the salvation or, or as paul would say so great salvation that was committed to jesus and was warning the hebrew church to say this is what you are about to let go because you want to return to milk <laughs> you know you, you shouldn't be doing this you should be going on You've done well. You've learned doctrine. You've done doctrine. Why are you getting weary when you are at the end point? Why are you now trying to reverse back from charity <laughs> and, and falter in your walk on your progress towards God? And this was... Um, it, 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 so all these things are codes that show us how salvation is supposed to be unveiled to us. So Jesus was not just, um, he didn't have the fullness of the glory all through his life as it were. The Bible, it's there in, in, in the Gospels. The Bible talks about him growing in wisdom, growing in favor. With, God doesn't need to grow with favor with God and man. God doesn't need to grow with wisdom. He's all wise. You know, he's all powerful. He, he doesn't need to grow in wisdom. He doesn't need to grow with favor and man. Jesus came here to earth to show us a path that man must follow. It is man that needs to grow. It's man that needs to grow. It's man that needs to um, start, you know, there's nothing wrong in starting up being carnal. Sometimes when you call Christians carnal, they, 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 they get upset. I used to be one of those Christians that got upset when you called me carnal. 
because I thought it was an insult. I didn't know it was actually help from the Lord to tell me exactly where I was and that I needed help with revelation, with the understanding of doctrine of Christ to go forward, to go forward. So all the things that we are taught in the scriptures are for our own good. We need to grow. Jesus was the example that was sent forth for all of us to see how a man can start from, you know, mere flesh or mere man, as it were, and with the introduction of mysteries, the introduction of revelation, can become like Christ, having obtained the fullness of the doctrine of Christ, and then the fullness of the doctrine of everlasting life because of the reward of eternal life. And we now see that these things are going to be taught us um, from, you know, stage to stage. The doctrine of Christ, we, 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 years of teaching, we see, can be broken down into faith, hope, charity. You know, um, I think it was during one of the conventions, Pastor Tosin was talking about how um, if we want to talk about everlasting life, we, we shouldn't even bother if we cannot measure ourselves against the work of charity that we're supposed to be giving. If you cannot, um, you know, love, you know, put your brother first. <laughs> if you cannot endure long, if you cannot endure suffering, wh why are you even talking about everlasting life? Yeah. Why don't you just, why don't you uh, ask for mercy for the doctrine of Christ to be unveiled to you properly so that you can come into the fullness of that which is taught because of the reward of everlasting life that is to come as a result of fulfilling that doctrine of Christ. Amen. So, so Christ came not because he needed the glory, as it were. He was already fully enjoying glory in heaven. He, he didn't need to come to earth to do anything. It, it's an eternal sacrifice that he has done for our sakes. One of the things that um, uh, uh, um, impresses me, I mean, Everyone in EJFM and DPM, when you ask them for my favorite verse of the Bible, everyone knows my favorite verse, the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is still called man. And we know, like Reverend has taught us, that the form of God is better. He gave us, he gave up, as it were, the um, occupying that form of God, as it were, in forever. But now sharing our form eternally for our sakes. The form of God is better. The form of God is better. But he came as man and then showed us what it takes or what it will take for us to imbibe teachings, imbibe the doctrine of Christ, imbibe the doctrine of everlasting life for the sake of receiving eternal life that will become another man. Another man. We're still man, but a, a, a new kind of man. A man raised. You know, Reverend spent a lot of time yesterday, uh, and it was, after, even after the meeting ended, after three and a half hours of teaching, we were still so excited here, and we're talking about teaching. And some of the things that we, I think Pastor Zuka was emphasizing was Jesus was the first true grain or corn that could be sown and be raised again. 
every other one who died before Christ was just flesh. <laughs> so, they, so they could they could rot in, in, in the ground. But the first time true corn, true grain was sown, we saw a raising up. And we know now that Jesus did that or showed us that example for all of our sakes. Not because he needed it. It's us that they want to come into this um, unveiling of or revelation of the doctrine of Christ. Come into the unveiling of doctrine of everlasting life. That we may be also begotten of God. We all ought to become sons of the living God. After the first begotten of God. That's the only reason Jesus of the world became the son of the living God. It's so that we all too also could become sons. Hallelujah. Amen. So the doctrine of Christ, the doctrine of everlasting life is an important, important message that I do not want anyone to get, you know, become wary in any way. So that we may be, we, we, we should not be, so we, we don't have uh, apostles or God sent ones rebuking us like Paul would rebuke the churches when they got distracted, you know, from, from the mission, as it were, of becoming sons after the order of Christ or after the order of Jesus, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, because I'm speaking to young people in, um, uh, you know, Canada, a lot of us in Canada are very young. I mean, um, that that's the majority of the demographic. I, I I want to just touch on Luke chapter 22 and highlight something that is very important for us. Um, uh, I mean, we had the Houston Winter Conference and uh, we had people on that call who were teenagers <laughs> in the call. Um, and I, I suspect the same is same as well in Canada, even though quite a lot of you are young adults, um, married with kids now, um, uh, and quite a few still not married, but you know, that's the phase as it were of your lives that you're in, but all you're all very young. So let's look at Luke 22. Um, which I feel is important because I, I, I'm speaking to, 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 to a, young, a young church. I'm going to read from 31. Um, this verse of the scripture I'm about to read is one of the verses of the scripture that made me appreciate um, uh, the King James Version of the Bible. Um, because, um, I mean, growing up as a... Uh, someone who I, I, I was in a church that liked to, st uh, you know, liked teaching to a, to, a, to a certain degree and liked, you know, listening to Papa Hagen. And um, so we, we used to like to have so many versions of the Bible. We thought it was helpful to us to understand some of the, the context of some of the teachings or things we were taught. And so you, you end up liking maybe sometimes you just have a, you just, um, Every now and again, one version of the Bible becomes in vogue. You know, everyone likes reading, you know, maybe it's the NLT today. And then the next day is the NASB. You know, sometimes we go back to the ASV. But, but this particular verse of the Bible um, helped me stick with the KJV because I saw things that I wouldn't have easily been able to tell if it wasn't in KJV English. Um, let's look at Luke 22 from verse 31. 
Okay, so, and the Lord said, this was, uh, to give you a context, we've had the Last Supper. Uh, Jesus is having his la- the Last Supper with his uh, uh, disciples. And he's sort of preparing them for what is to come. And then he points to Simon. Um, and he said, he's talking to Simon after Simon has, um, when you read some of the other um, um, uh, Gospels, Simon had made a boast that he would never deny the Lord, he'll be fine, you know. And, and so this was important for the Lord to tell Simon this. So we're going to read from verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now, young people, we are naturally ambitious people. We, we, we're full of life. We like to do things. We don't like to um, sit. You know? So even when we come to church, we give our pastors so much problems, especially when we were in, um, in Pentecost. We, when pastor says, let's go for prayer and fasting, let's pray for 40 days, we're like, why can't we go for 80? You know, we, 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 we're very, we've got so much zeal. We're burning with a lot of desire. We want to show people that we love God, you know. Um, so uh, we've got so much about us. So when pastor, for example, says, let's preach to, you know, uh, East London today, we're like, why don't we take all of East and South? You know, why are we slacking? You know, there's something about youthfulness and, and, and so much energy that we've got. We want to, um, uh, you know, um, show that we've got so much about us. But um, the Lord was showing us a pattern here. Um, you know, the word thou, when you see the word thou in the Bible, the word thou is referring to a singular person. Um, and when you see the word ye, um, you know it's a, a multitude of people. Um, so if I didn't um, read this verse, I probably wouldn't have understood what I'm about to share now. So Jesus is saying, when I'm taken away from you, because I'm about to be taken away from you, Satan would rather um, waste all of you. He, he desires to have all of you, as it were. You know, he, he would um, rather end my mission and end the, um, that he rather ensure that the things that I've taught you do not find any form or expression in any of you. And he would rather that this be the end of my mission on earth with my death. But this was how Jesus was going to overcome this or, or take care of this. Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Simon hath desired to have you. That word you is all of them. That he may sift you as we, all of you as we. He said, but I have prayed for thee. So he, he picked Simon, who was supposed to be the leader of the twelve. He says, I have prayed for thee. He picked one first. And he says, that thy faith fail not. So that word die is referring to Peter's faith. And then he says, or Simon's faith. And then he says, and when you, because I'm praying for you, specifically Peter, or Simon Peter, when thou art converted, when you are turned again, 
Go and strengthen thy brethren. There is a reason the Lord gives us gifts in the church, my brethren. And that's, that's one of the things. The reason why he sends his gifts uh, to us. There's a reason why he sends leaders. There's a reason why he has given you Pastor, you know, Jeff and giving you Pastor um, Bukumi and Pastor Fermi and, and Pastor James. You, you, you need to know that these guys have been um, um, helped or raised of the Lord for your sakes. There's a way the Lord will um, put things on them for your sakes. And um, the enemy is not one for um, encouraging us to stay on that, to receive things that um, um, the Lord has given to people or committed to people. So, for example, we all know that um, Reverend K, uh, Reverend Kado Yogoke will come and teach here and he will be unveiling things that the Lord has authorized him to unveil to us concerning the doctrine of Christ and now concerning the doctrine of everlasting life and eternal life. And as young people, there would always be that um, uh, 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 pressure from the enemy to pull you out from the fold, to um, uh, almost expose you, if you like, to hits or assaults from the enemy. But the more we are graced or helped to stay under our pastors or under the, 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 the gift, the, 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 them who have been called for our sakes, the more we are kept. The more we are kept. I, I, I remember the Lord telling me that the revelation of the fullness of Christ for me is hinged on me serving Pastor K and Pastor Azuka. I, I, and and um, at the time, I was like, Lord, why are you telling me that? I, I don't have that seed of subordination in me. You know, you know, sometimes we like to correct the Lord in our ignorance. And um, it's almost exactly what I'm doing today. You know, that some of you there probably hearing this now going, of course, Pastor Jeff is, is so great. Why, why would I ever think of um, starting another mission or another church or something else. But um, the Lord knows what it is about young people that gives us... <laughs> we, we, we're born with too much um, uh, zeal sometimes that the enemy finds uses that as a loophole to take us off course. You know, so we need help to stay under. We need help to stay under. There are so many things that... Um, the Lord would like to commit to us with regards to doctrine um, of, of doctrine of Christ, doctrine of everlasting life, that need to be um, 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 we, that, that expression needs to be seen in our lives. But um, the Lord knows that as long as you stay under, you'll be well catered for, you'll be looked after. Praise the Lord. So, so I want to encourage every one of us um, to remain under the teaching of the doctrine of Christ. It doesn't matter whether, you know, some of these things are hard to understand. Um, uh, it doesn't matter whether, um, you know, uh, this church, they just like teaching for hours and hours and hours. Um, but I want you to know that um, you should be... Um, you should be committed 
to listening again and again and again. Um, some of the things, I mean, some of us, for example, I, I, I personally, uh, uh, I might teach with confidence now, as it were, but I remember when I first joined EGFM, I, would, I was here for like a year. I didn't understand anything. And I was coming every meeting consistently. And I, could, I was here for a year. I didn't understand anything. Anything. It's not, it's not, I'm not even saying it to, to sound humble or anything. No, no, no. And, and I'm not a dollar. I mean, I went through school, you know, um, I went through secondary school on scholarship. You know, I went through, uh, I was one of the best graduating students of co computer science at the University of Illinois my set. You know, I, I got a job before I, you know, finished service. I, I came to the UK. I got a job before I did my master's. It's not, it's, this is not because I, I am dull. You understand, you understand what I mean? Um, but I was here for a year and I didn't understand anything. The only thing the Lord did was he just helped me to stay. He just helped me to stay. He didn't, he didn't, he helped me not to rubbish teachings just because I didn't understand it, you know? Um, and he, uh, and one of the things that the enemy likes to, likes to do is he likes to tempt us um, by um, showing us uh, deficiencies or weaknesses in them of the gifts that have been sent to, to us. We, we need to be careful about that. So for example, I, I went to a church where um, healing was commonplace, you know, and um, even when I was also in church, I also had uh, 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 expressions of the gifts of healing and stuff like that. So God could uh, intentionally to test my heart, to see whether I'm willing to submit and learn, put me under a pastor who may be having colds all the time or something like that. You know, I'm just giving an example. So, you know, something like that. You know, just to, 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 to test whether I'm really interested in learning this. You know, so it could, it could say to me, you go and serve under a pastor who's learning these things, who didn't go to university. He wants to test my heart. He wants to see whether I'm willing to submit. So, so, so for example, one of the things the Lord will do is, I mean, a lot of you go in Canada, you, you, a lot of you are there in school, very, very uh, clever people. I mean, I met Oinda, for example, in America. And first thing, when she told me what course she was reading, the first thing I said was Iwe, you know, very intelligent lady, young lady. In, 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 some of you are there doing very, very, um, you know, interesting things. And uh, all of a sudden, the enemy begins to tell you, speak to you and say, well, um, what, what, what does Pastor Jeff know? What does Pastor James know? They're not, you know, the best graduating students of PhD in um, physics or aeronautic engineering or something. Uh, why should I serve under them? It's not about um, uh, any placing in our natural, anything that we have in the natural. This world has nothing to offer us. It's, it's all about the unveiling of Christ and to whom the Lord has placed the gift of the responsibility for our sakes. We will do well to stay under until we'll come to life. I, I'm so impressed with you, brethren in Canada. I heard how you went to Reverend and insisted that he, he should not treat you like um, a visiting church. <laughs> that he wanted him to treat you like you belong under EGFM. That is the spirit. That is the spirit that everyone that falls under life meetings in all the branches needs to imbibe. And 
I want to say quite boldly, there is nothing wrong with serving under your pastors for the next 50 years and committing your children and your children, children to serving under these men. That was the pattern in the Old Testament because of the sake of life everlasting. You saw people like uh, Paul, everyone who served under Paul, um, they had a, a testing of not just committing themselves, but their generations after them were committed to this gospel and to serving under you know, the ones that the Lord had placed over them for the sake of receiving everlasting life. So all of us young people, we need to be aware of this. And I think lastly, I'm just going to look at First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. We've got first Thessalonians 1, 5, 6. Uh, first Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 5. He said, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of us in the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost. We should not expect that things will always be rosy. Um, some of the things that were taught, you know, I, I was listening to uh, Pastor James talking earlier in, in, in the morning session. Uh, when I was catching up on the morning session, he was talking about um, uh, death that we would have to come, in, come into. Um, the reason why we suffer is because we already have a path that we think is the right way. You know, there's a way that seems right to man. And we, we think this is where we should be. But when the doctrine of Christ comes, it, 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 um, it, it, it unplugs us from the world. One of the things that we notice about, especially those of us here in the West who've left Nigeria and we're in England or Europe or America, North America, is we, we see that um, we, we, one of the things we, we notice is that this place is so, we're so busy. We're so, it's such a busy uh, 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 lifestyle. And the, the, everyone expects that you come in and plug in. You're either schooling, doing two jobs, three jobs. I remember I was in America for work for a month and the lady I was staying with was doing three jobs. She had a morning job, she had an evening job, she had a weekend job. And there's no room for Christ. But um, we need to be different. And one of the things that will happen to us as we keep hearing these things under our pastors is we then find grace to begin to pull away from this world. Um, it, it doesn't mean we're redundant. Some of us are still doing very well. You know, I mean, I, 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 my pastors here will tell you, some, some, of us, some of us are working in investment banking for a long time, you know, financial services, doing very well in our places of career, but we still give time to these things because nothing else is, is, is more important than this. Nothing else is more important than this. And I want you to know that this is it, brothers and sisters. This is it. We have found grace. Um, we're not like many who have been following Christ for years and have not come into revelation. We have received grace to come into revelation like Peter. And then 
the Lord is saying to us, blessed are you. Because flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you this evening. We, we, we just lift you, your name. We, 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 we just um, lift our brethren in Canada. We, we, we say, um, and everyone who's listening to this, that uh, all our young brethren who have been charging for the last 30 minutes will, will see that this is worth committing their all to. This is worth sacrificing their all to. We receive help from heaven, Lord, to um, even commit ourselves further uh, to, to these things, Father. Our, your, your servant will be ministering to us later. Um, we ask that every heart will be made ready and prepared, that we will be willing to cut covenants. We will follow no matter what it takes. We will not be swayed. We will not be um, pulled away by this by, by Satan, the one that, that desires to have us, but we receive grace to follow on until we, 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 we come into the fullness of these things that you reveal unto us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.